This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. I'm just going to do a quick check. I am indeed coming through the right microphone. Apologies to yesterday morning where I sounded like I was underwater for about a minute or so, but thank you. For those of you that let me know, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out in the right dulcet tones that you're usually used to. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Please make sure you drop a like on the video. I mean, Matt Thornton's given you the instruction. You've got to do what Matt says, so make sure you do in the video as well. And if you are new to the channel, you can drop a subscription as well. We do plenty of content throughout the season. We do lots of anal- analytical stuff. We talk to plenty of ex-pros, current Arsenal fans, podcast members, everything. And speaking of which, a little bit later on today, this afternoon, I'll be having a chat with some of our members, uh, 5 p.m. UK time ahead of the Chelsea game, getting their thoughts on some of the transfer moves and, of course, looking ahead to that big game against Chelsea, of which I'm going to be at the Emirates ahead of the game with Football London interviewing some fans about the protests and what's been going on there. So if you are going, drop me a DM and uh, maybe you'll be interviewed over on Football London uh, ahead of the game against Chelsea. So let's uh, let's carry on with the main news today and uh, look at, obviously, have I, <laughs> have I completely missed? Have I just, have Arsenal just announced something whilst I'm on the stream? If they, they have, haven't they? They've done it. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> This is the most, to be fair, of all of the times for Arsenal to announce a player, this has got to be the funniest. Surely that is hilarious. Hold on, let me go on the uh let me go on the website. <laughs> We're taking an impromptu detour uh through our <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, let me click on this. Here we go. Uh let's go. I have to pause this, I don't want it copyrighted. Um, pause that. Everyone asking for updates? Yes. Okay, let's share my screen so you guys can see it. Uh, Twitter. Here we go. There you go. Uh, we won't play the video, we'll skip through it. Uh, <laughs> this is 
this is a TGT first that we've gone live. Maybe they knew I've been doing these 8 a.m. morning shows <laughs> and they're just, you know, thrown out there. Number eight. I did say it might be number eight. Very interesting um, that he is, in fact, number eight. Um, that's great news. Obviously, we kind of knew this was going to happen. Uh, we really did, obviously, expect this to happen. I'm just waiting for an article to come up on the main uh, website. I can't see it just yet. Maybe by the end of today's video, when we give you all the updates, there will be uh, some information about uh, the, the transfer and the interview and stuff. So we will return to the signing of Martin Odegaard. And uh, and yeah, we will we will update you as to how that goes with an interview in just a second. But what we are going to obviously do now is we're going to go through the news. Now, there is part of this uh, slideshow that I did make that includes a bit about Erdogan. Of course, we will skip over that. Um, but we start off by talking about Willian, uh, of all players. And uh, Willian, of course, as we know, has been linked with a move away for Arsenal for some time. And specifically, um, the fact that Willian has been quoted as by Fabrizio Romano, if you remember, months ago. He is definitely going to leave. 100% going. 100% going to go. He will not be an Arsenal player at the end of the window. And yet, we are just less than two weeks away now until the end of the window. And Willian is still an Arsenal player. However, it is expected that Arsenal are very much looking for a suitor to take Willian away from the club. He has two years left on his current deal, a ridiculously high wage and transfer uh, signing on fee, which was paid when he signed. They want to move him off as soon as possible. Get out of the club as quickly as possible with that money gone so they can, you know, they don't have to worry about spending that amount of crazy, ridiculous £10 million a year or whatever it is on Willian. Um, but they are hoping that there's going to be interest from some clubs before the window ends. Um, but as of yet, there is kind of no official bid or line, but they are certainly offering Willian around. And he's not yet and not expected to be included in any of the squads. However, of course, he did uh, and rather was confirmed to have tested positive last week, as have a number of other players, which we'll come on to. But first of all, we need to talk about Lucas Torreira, who now we know has not had his number 11 taken by Martin Odegaard. Uh, that number is still very much Lucas Torreira's for the moment. However, his agent was in London yesterday talking to Arsenal and specifically to try and sort out his future. Interestingly, Chris Wheatley actually reported to Football London, of course, that uh, Torreira's intentions were more recently to stay at Arsenal and fight for a place. But Mikel Arteta has informed him that he is not part of his plans and that his future very much lies away from Arsenal. Now, the immediate reaction I've seen from a few is to say, how on earth can we look at Torreira as kind of a less, you know... Let me, let me close this window because I've decided to go and do construction work whilst while I'm recording. Um, but in regards to kind of uh, his view of, of, of him and El Nenny, who, of course, is, in my view, a much worse player than Lucas Torreira... The, diff the difficulty is with this is Torreira's got kind of a first-team wage and isn't going to get used. We don't have European football. El Nenny isn't better than Torreira. Um, and for the benefit of the depth of quality, it probably would have been better to keep Torreira. The problem is, is just that it does not seem to be a, a usable situation. Would Torreira want to stay and not play and be as used as much as El Nenny would be used this season? I don't know. Um but it it wouldn't have made much sense if he wasn't going to be playing at all this season for him to stay, move him out, get some money in for him. He's only got, I think, two years left on his deal. 
get as much money as you can for him now. Um, of course, I would have rather if this been a success story. I would have loved if Lucas Torreira could have become an Arsenal player uh, into the future, sign a new deal, been successful, but it's just simply not worked. Um, and he is expected to move on. Roma looked to be, interestingly, one of the more intrigued sides in Lucas Torreira. Of course, they missed out on Granit Xhaka, um, but now they could be moving in for Lucas Torreira. Um, let's scroll over and talk to you guys about Aubameyang and Lacazette. The future of these two players over the last few days or so has been thrown wildly into the air. Of course, when they didn't play against Brentford and they were confirmed to be ill, it was a very unspecific um, description of why they were ill. It was revealed yesterday that Aubameyang and Lacazette had indeed tested positive and that's why they were not involved. Aubameyang has actually since returned a negative test, which could mean that he might have a chance of being involved against Chelsea on Sunday. We're quite fortunate the game is on Sunday. Aubameyang could be in the squad. He was at the ground yesterday. He hasn't trained, though. He could train today and therefore train ahead of the game. But having suffered with a, a, a disease which really affects you kind of in a respiratory way, I'm not sure how much of um, how much you're going to get out of him. I doubt you'd ever be able to get a full game out of him, but maybe you could come off the bench. Um, so we'll wait and see. And uh, well, fingers crossed he could be involved in some capacity. Lacazette won't be. He hasn't returned a negative test whatsoever. Uh, he is expected to be back for the Manchester City game, you would hope. Um, but both of their futures are very much uh, set to remain at Arsenal. Let's move on to the possible ins at the club. Now, this picture here, which is a picture you probably saw leaking around on uh, uh, social media yesterday of Martin Odegaard at London Colney is redundant because as a lot of you are saying in the chat box and as we've already talked about uh, Arsenal have indeed in fact announced Arsenal at 8am I mean could you <laughs> it is rather funny I, I do find that rather amusing I mean I feel like it's a missed opportunity Arsenal you could have you know you could have you could have come to me we could have done an announcement on the 8am transfer show absolutely no problem uh, but Martin Erdogan is indeed an Arsenal player, but we will return to this story during the Q&A section. We'll go through some of the uh, interviews should they, in fact, upload and post it on the Arsenal website. It's still not on the Arsenal website. I'm sure if you're watching this on Catch Up, it certainly will be. Uh, let's go to Aaron Ramsdale, who is another player expected to be announced as an Arsenal player probably today. He actually could be involved in the team on Sunday. On the bench, we would imagine. He doesn't need a visa like Martin Odegaard does. Um, so he could be involved in the squad, could be the backup keeper to Leno. <laughs> very, very unlikely that he would start that game unless there's a sudden injury to Leno. Um, but he's going to be involved in the squad from what we're aware. So that's really positive. I, I'm really happy with this deal. I've got a piece coming out on Football London, hopefully later today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, looking at him passing out from the back, looking at how good he is passing out from the back. And actually, it's a bit of a myth that he isn't actually that good. Um, Nathan Hemingham, who is the uh, Yorkshire live reporter, Sheffield United correspondent, uh, did an interview with us at Football London yesterday and talked very positively about how he passes out from the back, that he's good, that he can go short, he can go long. The little chips in behind, the fullbacks, I cover all of that in the article, so I'll make sure I tweet that out from my personal account, at Tom Canton Media. Make sure you're following me over there if you're not already. Uh, and I'll be retweeting it off the main podcast account, as always. Uh, I also had a couple of other things come out uh, this morning. But before we get there, let's talk about the fact that Mikel Arteta 
does it seem to be being heavily backed in comparison to his rivals this season? I'm sure you've all seen the images circulating on social media of Arsenal spending with both Ramsdale and Odegaard and their fees added to the total spending uh, of uh, Mikel Arteta's summer. They have backed him. We can't say he's not been backed in the window. He could even have more spent this window if Arsenal were able to move on the likes of Bellerin, if we're able to move on some other players. We could still invest yet more in him in this window. It is a lot that we are now going to be expecting, that there is going to be a big expectation of uh, Mikel Arteta to improve, to do better than he did last season. Because we talk about the context of how Arsenal spend and we talk about the times in which I've said we can never compete with the spending of Manchester City, etc. And it's true on the long-term period and over a kind of a long spectrum. But this summer, we have so far spent more than anyone else. So there's no excuse for that we shouldn't be able to close the gap like we have previously. We should be able to close that gap. We should be able to progress from eighth position based purely on the rhetoric that we've, of course, backed him more than any other coach has been backed. And we could we could still yet add more players to the team. Arsenal are still looking very much at adding some other players, only with the proviso, though, that we move players out. Erdogan's interview looks to be up on the website. So we will cover that in just a second. Before we do, though, if you haven't already, please go give a couple of pieces a read that came out on Football London from myself yesterday. One of those was talking about the experience in Arsenal squad, which actually caused a fair amount of reaction from some of you guys. I got quite a fair few tweets, a fair few people disagree, which is great. It's all about opinions at the end of the day. And then the other one talks about how Granit Xhaka's contract situation affects Arsenal's ability uh, to kind of go in for other midfielders in the future. I did that article with uh, two of my fellow writers, Hush and Bailey. So make sure you check that out. We did kind of a, uh, a verdict about whether or not the contract is a, is a good thing. Um, I was given uh, the at the end of trying to convince you guys that it's it was the right situation, it was the right decision. Um, I think there's arguments for both sides, but I was tasked with doing that side of things. So if you want to give that a read and find out some information about that, then please make sure you go and click on my profile link in the description to go straight to Football London. Anyway. Let's let's go on the interview, because as if you have just joined us, you may be unaware, but uh, Martin Odegaard has been officially announced as an Arsenal player. So let's go to the Arsenal website and we can see there indeed that Odegaard is now an Arsenal player. Let's click on this. Hopefully he's done an interview of some sort or we can hear some stuff from people. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing anything on this about interviews. It might be somewhere else. It says the Norwegian international rejoins after spending the second half of last season on loan with us during which he made 20 appearances, notably scoring in our Premier League win over the spuds. <laughs> oh yeah, last night's result. Very funny. Uh, 22 year old started his career in Norway in Stroms Godset, uh, where he made his debut at 15 years of age in April 2014. Became the youngest ever player to feature in Norway's top division and he was signed by Real Madrid in January 2015 and subsequently became their youngest player. 16 years of age, I think it was, he signed for. Incredible. In the seasons of 17-18, Martin spent loan spells with Heron, Vane and Vitesse Arnhem in the Netherlands and then back in Spain with Real Sociedad, where he had a very good season. The attacking midfielder has also made 30 appearances for Norway, making his debut, becoming the youngest player to represent the country's senior national team at the age of just 15 years. He is also, as far as I'm aware, their captain. He will wear the number eight shirt and we welcome Martin back to the club. 
Um, it says Martin will not be available for Sunday's match with Chelsea and we await visa clearance before he will be available for selection. So he will not be available for the game, which is a shame. I'm hoping that they release some of the interviews. It is now up on the website, but we are not, I'm not seeing any, any regards to kind of interviews of him just yet. We may have to wait a few more minutes before that does indeed go up. So whilst we do wait, and I can't stay on for too long, so I've got a busy morning. We will go through some of your questions. So let's do that. I'll have to change this thumbnail now. <laughs> uh, I'll have to do that before I finish. Uh, Balaji says, hey, Tom, why do you think the club and Arteta didn't inform on the situation with Aubameyang and Lacazette before the Brentford game? Um <laughs> Probably not me. I appreciate I appreciate that comment. Um, in regards to uh, why they didn't, I honestly have no idea. I don't know why they didn't. Because they, if they were ill, the only reason is that they wouldn't have at that point taken a test, which is strange. Because as soon as you get symptoms, you should take a test. So I don't know why they didn't reveal that that was the diagnosis from their illness. It and even when Arteta was asked, he was just like, they're ill. Like, it's something doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? It felt a bit strange that they didn't. I 100% believe that that's the case. I don't believe for a second now that there is any kind of conspiracy. But it is just strange that they didn't announce that, Bellagio. So I can't tell you. I really can't. Kevin Campbell, thank you so much, mate, for coming in. Casey, always appreciate your time. And you can check out my cat. Uh, my cat. <laughs> <laughs> my chat with Casey earlier on this week. I don't actually own a cat, but, uh, you know, I'm allergic. <laughs> you can check out the chat with Casey earlier on this week. Kev says, hi, Tom. Good to see new players coming in, yet there's still a lot of work still to do. Replayers in and out. You're spot on, Kev. There is, and fingers crossed Arsenal can get that business done. From what I'm aware, Arsenal want to do more business. Arsenal want to get some more players to support Arteta, but it is very much reliant on those players leaving the club. We will wait and see. Uh, Michelle says, just a thought, Tom, we've definitely outspent our rivals, but we're spending to keep up and not strengthen. Good point. United have spent 100 million on two players. We've spent the same on three to four quality versus quantity. It is very true. You look at Man United spending and how much that improves their team and the, the foundation they already had with Fernandez, etc. Um, you are right, but the only way that you can close that gap is by improving more parts of the team. I feel like we have improved the team. Ben White improves the centre-back area. Laconga improves our central midfield area. Ramsdale definitely improves the backup situation and arguably maybe even the starting goalkeeping situation. I think he definitely has the capacity to even take that number one spot this season. I do like Ramsdale from doing the research and him from actually watching him, speaking to people who've watched him more. It's so much better than just seeing your your silly propaganda against him on, on social media. Genuine do the research. As, as I say, I'll be tweeting out the article I did on him uh, hopefully a little bit later today. Uh, in regards to... Who else have we brought in? Tavares, that does improve our backup left-back situation. He looks to be an okay player. I think he's got potential. He's very raw. He's got a lot of errors in his game. We need to improve that. But I think, you know, if we can get in a right back, the right back's really key for me. Look, it's for me, the window is a seven-ish, maybe slightly lower than a seven out of 10, which sounds crazy considering we've spent 129. But we haven't drastically improved the first team. Like it's not been a drastic improvement on the first team. So that's why I'm still around a seven. If we can get a right back in that's as good as Tierney and has an impact on our right-hand side like Tierney did at left back, that's great. That That is... 
that is what I want to see. It's as simple as that. Jason says, number eight, no Awar. Um, no Awar. I didn't think it would be Awar. I didn't think Awar was ever coming in. I told you guys. I would have been shocked if Arsenal had brought in Awar. Um, Oliver says, which position would you prefer we get next? A striker or right back? Right back. All day. Absolutely. Like The right back position is such a key area and in need of improvement. We desperately need to improve that area because if you think about it, we've got Aubameyang and Lacazette, right? These are strikers of a very good level when they're on their form. I get it that they're not in the best form right now. I put that more for me, and I have spoken about this numerous times, that I put it more down to the fact that they are not getting the required service that they need to succeed. And the thing is, for right back, is if you improve right back, I think that you improve the entire team a lot more than improving on the striker because the right back hopefully would improve chance creation for our current strikers in addition to improving how Pepe plays because he needs a better partner. I'm really in favour of Kieran Trippier. I really hope that's a deal that we can do because I think he would really add quality to that side. We've got young talent coming through in the right back area. We've got the young Norton Cuffey who is very, very highly rated in the youth team and fingers crossed he can make some steps up whilst we have an experienced figure at right back. We've always got Maitland, Niles and Cedric should we need them and Chambers too. I would move on Bellerin and bring in Trippier. That's just my choice. If it ends up being an Emerson, I'm not saying I wouldn't be happy. I'd be delighted. I think Emerson's a great option. I'd rather see an experienced player come into that, a quality experienced player, we should preface that, um, into that right-back position, personally. Uh, Let's go up a little bit more. Matt says, do you think it's clear that they are only signing their number one targets? It does seem to be that way, which is a good thing, um, obviously. It seems to be that they've identified the players they want. But I tell you what, though, Matt, that means that there is no excuse for Arteta. And I always use the word excuse very carefully because it's it's a word that gets thrown around too casually. But there is no excuse when it comes to saying he hasn't been backed. He's getting his team. He's getting the player he wants. He wanted Ben White. He wanted Lukonga. He wanted Ramsdale. He wanted Erdegaard. All of them are first choice in the positions in the kind of area of the squads that he wanted. He has got those players. They have got those players in. There is nothing that holds him back now um, in regards to achieving what he wants to achieve. So this is what we have to... You know, this is what we have to assess things on. Sure, Partey's out injured at the moment, but he had Partey for a lot of last season. It wasn't great at times. So we need to improve it. Uh, Kazora, uh, definitely Trippier, mate, would be my choice. Tono says, opinions on Martinelli at number nine. Well, interestingly, Kaya Kainak from Football London has informed us that indeed Martinelli is training currently in the number nine position ahead of the game against Chelsea. It very much looks like he could be the starting option for Arsenal in that position. And so that's certainly going to be interesting. I thought Balogun struggled a little bit, but to be honest, he didn't really get any service. So how much criticism can we have of him? Whereas I thought Martinelli looked a bit lost in the wide area. So maybe it will benefit him bringing, being brought in more centrally, having Saka and Pepe in the wide areas and having Emil Smith-Rowe at number 10. So there you go. Uh, press conference is at 8.30. Of course it is. <laughs> I'll make sure we're off for that point. Uh, Amandeep says, Tom, did Torreira have obvious flaws in his game? I feel it is our fault to not get the best out of such a wonderful player. I think it obviously stems during the Emery period. Emery, I think, started the downward slope of Torreira by playing him really far out of position. He played him so far up the pitch that he wasn't able to continue being that kind of terrier type uh, running about in that number six position. He played him too far up. He dropped Xhaka and Genduzi behind Torreira and it didn't work. 
Um, and Arteta didn't get the best of him either when Arteta took over the reins from, from Emery and wasn't using Torreira. I know he was injured for a bit, but he could have used him a lot better and a lot more frequently to get the best from him. And we didn't use him. I think it's a waste of talent. I really think it could have been an, an interesting and special signing had we have used him in the right way. And that goes down to the last two coaches, unfortunately. Uh, Andy says, signing a prolific striker would make a very good transfer window, finding a lot more optimism after Erdegaard. Again, I'm, I'm really not, not that I'm not keen on improving a player, but I don't think we're going to go for a striker. I don't think it's a huge problem for us. I think it's more about the creation of chances. As I've said a million times now, Lacazette had the third highest shot conversion of any player of over 10 goals last season. Give him chances. He will score more goals. We just need to give him the chances. That's for me, is the crux of the situation. Thank you, Edward, for the donation, mate. He says Ramsdale could be our best bit of business, to be honest. Leno plays out from the back too slowly and gives the opposition too much time to press us. And Ramsdale doesn't do that. Ramsdale is very quick with his decision making and is very good at his decision making when playing out from the back. And uh, certainly something that I'll highlight in the piece that's coming out a little bit later on. T. Irving says, uh, how do we get Pepe closer to goal to get the best out of him? Play him as a centre forward? No, I think you play him as an inside forward. I want to see him playing closer to the striker. I want to see him playing off the shoulder of the striker, not pushed out as far right as possible. He can drift, sure, but I don't want it just per perpetually on the right-hand side, touching the, the, the byline, and making sure that his only move is to cut inside. I want him more inside. I want him closer to goal, closer to the striker, getting him in amongst it. That's what I want to see. Uh, Rich says, I've not heard any rumours about any right-backs other than Trippier. Surprised we didn't go for a Celic from Lille. Cheaper option. It's because Bellerin's still here, Rich. That's, that's the problem that we've got. Bellerin is still here. And whilst Bellerin is still here... We <laughs> We aren't going to make, bring in anyone. Like we're not going to be able to bring anyone in because we've got four options at right back, and that it's just not something that we can. It's just not something that we can uh, expect to be linked to when you've got four options. Five if you count Ben White as well. <laughs> Six if you count Tavares. We've got a lot of options that can play at right back. Uh, Venkatesh says, "Tom, are you expecting Arteta to adopt a false nine style?" I really. Really hope that he isn't because I don't think it works for what we've got. Adam says, Tom, do you think Lokonga will play over 30 games in the Premier League this season? Not convinced Arteta sees him as first choice. Uh, it depends on the fitness of Partey and Xhaka. I think he very much sees Partey and Xhaka as the starting pair. I would go Lokonga and Partey. I'd love to see those two play next to each other. I think that's a really exciting partnership for the future. Um, you've got the experienced head of Partey. You've got the young, brimming with talent Lokonga. I'd be excited to see those two play together. Uh, Sahil says, uh, Tom, on a positive side, the next man, if Arteta is sacked, will have a good foundation of players to work with. Agreed. It's a very good point. Um, Lewis says, can you see us playing 3-4-3 against Chelsea? Like Saka at left wing back with KT underlapping from the left centre-back position and think that we can have a great chance creation if you get more freedom. It's the position that I want, mate. It's the it's the situation that I want to see. It's the, it's the style that I want to see is used while we've got these players. Utilise the wide areas, get players in behind, get players overlapping, get Xhaka dropping in to where Tini's position would be so he can then push up. Saka works really well on the left for me. That's the, that's the way I would play. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. 3-4-3 three, three against Chelsea all day long. Manu says, could you name something you love from Ramsdale and something he still needs to improve? For me, it's his relegation, which brings experience to him. Negatives, maybe his frame, not watched 
enough. Look, at the end of the day, Ramsdale's 23. He's incredibly young for a goalkeeper. Still got a long, long way to develop and improve. But for the level that he's at for a 23-year-old keeper is very impressive. I like the way he passes out from the back. I, I think that's a positive of his game. I think it's something that gets overlooked, something that gets talked down because it's easy to talk it down for a goalkeeper. If you're a little bit unsure about a goalkeeper and assessing them, what do you say? They need to improve with their feet. It's always the fullback option without actually doing and looking into the goalkeeper himself watch him go watch clips of him go watch see the whole season games of him go on your y scout if you've got access to it go and have a look at actually what he does because it's more impressive than you might think um so yeah passing out things that he needs to improve on i think communication talking out from the back um obviously he struggled with the, the defenses that have been in front of him i know he's not had the, the best defenses at bournemouth and sheffield united um, but maybe that's an area that he can improve his communicating of his backline. He's going to have some players that he may not speak English in front of him as well. We know Gabriel is improving his English a lot. Um, but beyond that, actually, when you think about it, it is just Gabriel that does need to improve his English. Tierney, of course, does. White will and Chambers will and whoever we're bringing it right back hopefully will too. So maybe you won't have that much of a problem. It's it's just going to be consistency with Ramsdale and making sure he's you know at the top of his game as feasibly possible. That's assuming he doesn't, of course, speak Portuguese. You never know. Ramsdale might speak Portuguese. <laughs> we can only hope. Um, let's go to Maximus who says, if we can fill up one position, what would it be uh, right back? Absolutely right back. Uh, Neil says, uh, I've watched him and I'm not impressed. I think he has weak risks. Do you mean wrists? <laughs> well, I hope he hasn't got weak risks. I hope he takes very few risks, uh, Neil. Uh, but if you think he's got weak wrists, maybe we should uh, do some looking into some of the saves that he's made. Um, Tono says, Tom, do you see Ramsdale and Martin as a similar character, a goalkeeper that can pass with the potential that can be developed to one of the best if the, from the level that he's already at with his passing at 23 there is all the hope in the world that he can improve even more with his passing out from the back um so definitely something that can improve even more than the level that it's already at uh oliver says uh, with ramsdale's improved long ball ability great point do you think that we will be able to play it up top to players rather than other than just pepe yeah we do seem to leno definitely favors passing out to pepe ramsdale is really good at finding players in kind of that that third, that, that kind of the second half of the defensive half. Do you know what I mean by that? So like the point between halfway of the first half of the pitch. So in the pitch, the half of the pitch that Ramsdale's in and the halfway line, he's really good at kind of pinging balls out to wide areas of those players that are there. And we know that Leno has sometimes been a little bit overordered by the pressure, passed it short and struggled to, you know, put a player under pressure that they didn't need to. Ramsdale's quite good at assessing situations and passing out to players that he doesn't actually need to pass out to. If he suddenly changes and starts passing out to those players, the fingers will definitely be pointed at the goalkeeping coaching because that's the only thing that would change that is the way that he's obviously coached. I hope that doesn't happen and I hope that he shows us what he's good at doing uh predicted starting 11 uh in december says scotty that's a big question predicted starting 11 ramsdale in goal should we go for a prediction of ramsdale in goal i'm gonna go for whoever the right back is we bring in no idea ben white uh gabriel tierney laconga parte fingers crossed um saka pep no saka Erdogan, smith Rowe, and <clears throat> uh probably a bamiang um hopefully you would have come good by then pepe not in my team interesting but i really love the partnership between Erdogan and smith Rowe. so but we've got we've got opportunities to, to rotate and change that's that's obviously all um 
all things that we can wait to see happening very soon. We'll wait and see on that. Jasmine says, with us already signing Odegaard, do you see us buying another creative player slash winger? No, I don't. Uh, is Emil Smith or an Odegaard enough in terms of creativity? Yes, I think it is because you've got to add in players like Saka, etc., to the creative side of our forward line. So, yes. And you think about the wide areas, the fullbacks. The fullbacks is where we need to add creativity, and especially on the right-hand side. DJ Steele, thank you so much for the donation. Says, now that we are getting the players the manager wants, we fans should stop the negativity and back the team. I've seen Ramsdale getting so much stick. You're not the only one, DJ. We've all seen it. It's despicable. It's disgusting. And people need to be ashamed of themselves for some of the things that have gone out over the airwaves towards Ramsdale. Since some really nice posts, I have to say, though. Uh, a shout out to Sophie, who I saw uh, her very nice post to Ramsdale. She sent him a very nice DM. I think that's a great idea. Why not send Ramsdale... A really positive DM. Why not tag him in a tweet that's really positive? The players look at these. We know they do. They talk about the abuse that they get. They see these posts. Send them a nice post. Send them something that's supportive. Do it to all the players. Do it to as many players throughout the season. If we lose a game, yeah, it's frustrating. The next day, maybe you've reflected. Send a tweet out to them. Back them. Just support the guys. Like we want them to. We want them to achieve what we're talking about. That's what we need to see. And ultimately, we're only going to see. What we want if the players are at the top of their game, top of their confidence, and you know, we're, we're pushing out as much as feasibly possible. So, there you go. Anyway, we're going to round things off there because the press conference is just starting. So, make sure you check out all the interviews with Erdogan. We'll be back a little bit later on today at 5 p.m. UK time for the members joining me for an Arsenal transfer podcast and looking ahead to the Chelsea game as well. Drop a like on the video, guys, if you've enjoyed, and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show see you very very soon and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.